Hello, my name is Andrew Gamison, and it is my privilege each and every Wednesday to be your host for the Speaking for Him podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today, and I hope that as you listen, you will find something to encourage you on this journey that we call the Christian life, because we know that this journey is a marathon, not a sprint, and we need each other. Today, I will be revisiting my Myths of Jesus series, and I just wanted to let you know that you can find that series in its own playlist if you go to my audio on my website and you pull down the search options, you will find series and Myths of Jesus is there so that you can catch all of the wonderful episodes from the series and share them with your family and friends if you find them beneficial. You know that we started this series with a two-episode intro where we talked about seven different myths of Jesus, and now I am taking those and breaking them down into individual episodes. So today we are talking about the myth it says that Jesus was just an example. This is a common myth passed along by the world who says that they respect Jesus as an example, but not as the perfect Son of God. This logic breaks down when you think about it practically because Jesus claimed to be the Son of God. As C.S. Lewis once said, he is either a liar or a lunatic, or he is who he says he is. Now, if you say that he was just a good teacher, but then you read that he said that he was the Son of God, you are in fact calling him a liar, and the fact is that a liar cannot be a good teacher. You could call him a lunatic, except that his wisdom has been respected and passed down through the ages, and so I think most people would agree, even if they don't see him as the Son of God, that he was a wise teacher. So if he wasn't a liar and he wasn't a lunatic, we are left with only the option that he was the perfect Son of God. And so that is what we are going to dig into deeper on this episode of the Speaking for Him podcast, starting with our quote of the day. Our quote of the day is bringing us back to a passage that we read when we did our initial episodes on this topic, and it's from First Peter, and Peter writes, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. We are reminded here that Jesus said, I am the good shepherd who giveth his life for the sheep, and I am very thankful for that. We see here that Jesus indeed left us an example. Peter points that out. But he also points out that Jesus goes further than any earthly example because he bore our sins in his own body on the tree because he was perfect, who did no sin. So that is important as we jump off into this discussion. So, I have five different things 
that show us that Jesus was more than just a good example. And I'm sure you can come up with others. If you have any that you'd like to share, please share them with the contact information that's going to roll at the end of the show. I always appreciate hearing feedback from others. And if you leave a voicemail, which is available on my blog at speaking the number for him.blogspot.com, your voicemail could be featured on a future episode of the podcast. So just to throw that out there and to let you know that that is available and that I love hearing from people who are listening because I do this to encourage the body of Christ. So let's look at our five aspects that show us that Jesus was indeed more than an example. The first one that I want to mention is that Jesus became human for us. A lot of times when people consider Jesus, they just consider him as a human. They think about when he entered the world and the 33 years he spent in the world and then that he was crucified on a Roman cross. But the reality is that Jesus existed before he chose to take on voluntarily a human form and become 100% human while retaining 100% deity. Jesus became human for us. It says in John 1.14, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And Jesus shows us how to live a human life because he came down and lived it for us as an example. He was tempted in all ways in which we are, and yet without sin. And so, The next time you're feeling discouraged, remember that Jesus understands everything you've gone through. And fortunately, he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust, and he loves us anyway. But it's so important for us to realize that Jesus came to fulfill the law, and that is why he can say that he is full of grace and truth, because he doesn't compromise the truth. It was pointed out to me by someone else that Jesus did not lower the standards for heaven to get us there. No, he lowered himself to raise us up to the standard of heaven because we are able to claim his righteousness. The second aspect that shows us that Jesus was more than an example to us is that Jesus was and is perfect. It says in Hebrews 4.14-16, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in time of need. And again, that's Hebrews 4.14-16. And what we see here is that Jesus is our great high priest. He went into the heavens, and he is someone who understands our infirmities. He lived a complete 33-year human life, and so he knows what it's like to live in a human body and also to triumph. Uh, He also gave us victory over sin because he lived this life without sin. Again, he fulfilled the law, and that allows us to come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 
If Jesus was just an example, he would not have been able to provide that life-giving source to us, to bring us from death to life, to bring us from separation from God, to be nigh unto God because of his love and mercy. The third aspect that shows us that Jesus was more than an example is that he acknowledges that he is Lord. He says in John chapter 13, verses 13 to 15, Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And so Jesus says, I am Lord and Master. You call me Lord and Master, and I am that. That's one of the reasons why I end every episode of this podcast by saying to you simply, keep serving the best of masters, because he is that, and he never shrinks away from that title. He embraces it because he is both God and man. And then he says, I've given you an example that you should do as I do. And again, we see in this story of washing of feet that it's not so much in the washing of feet, but it's the fact that washing someone's feet was the most menial task that you could do for someone. A lot of times people had servants to wash the feet of those who came into their house. This was important because in this culture, everybody wore sandals. And so they would walk through the streets of the city and they would collect dirt on their feet. And so in order to honor the household, they would wash their feet as they entered. And usually it was a servant. It was not a high-ranking person in the household. But Jesus himself said, I've come not to be served, but to serve and to give myself a ransom for many. And Jesus said that if you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven, you should be the servant of all. And he gave us that ultimate example of this truth. The fourth thing that we see that shows us that Jesus is more than an example is that he had the power to take up his life again. In John ten seventeen to 18 he says, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment I received of my Father. Of course, when Jesus says this, the disciples have no idea what he's talking about. He has told them already at least twice, if not all three times, I'm going to go to Jerusalem, which he's already done. This is after the triumphal entry. I'm going to be handed into the custody of sinful men, and they are going to crucify me, and I'm going to die, and then I'm going to be risen again the third day. But we read in the scriptures that they didn't remember his words about his resurrection until after his resurrection has happened. Then they remembered his words. And so he's telling them all of this, and all they can do is scratch their heads in confusion. But what Jesus is saying is, I'm going to lay down my life for you, and then I'm going to take it up again at the proper time. And we see this in John chapter 18, when they come to take custody of him, they say, where is Jesus of Nazareth? And he says, I am, invoking the word of God from Exodus chapter 3, and they fall backwards. 
but he still yields to them and allows himself to be taken custody. So that is an important thing to recognize and realize as we contemplate this idea of Jesus being more than an example. Our final aspect that tells us that Jesus was more than an example is that he gave us his righteousness. Now, if Jesus was just an example of how to live and he wasn't the perfect son of God, he would have no righteousness to give us because there is only one righteous man who has ever lived or will ever live. And fortunately, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, so we know that's not changing anytime soon. But here's what 2 Corinthians 5, 20, and 21 tells us about Jesus. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, but we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God, for he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And so in this passage we see that we have been made ambassadors for Christ because he has given us the ultimate sacrifice, which is that he has died on the cross, he has taken our sin upon him, and he has given us his righteousness in exchange. It's the best win-win situation there ever will be. You know, we see a lot of things about buy one, get one free, or buy one, get a discount. This is the best offer you're ever going to get. You give your sin to him, and he gives you his righteousness. So I hope that this has given you some hope as we consider how to frame our discussions of Christ with others. Christ was not just an example. He was and is and always will be the perfect Son of God. The writer of Hebrews says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means that the Jesus Christ that was written about in these scriptures is the same one that you and I serve today and the same one that is interceding for us on our behalf because he is at the right-hand side of his Father in heaven. And the exciting thing for us is that the Apostle John said, I write these things to you that you sin not, but if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. I don't know about you, but I'm not a perfect guy, and so I need my advocate in heaven, and I'm super thankful for him. So let's review very quickly these aspects The first aspect that we talked about is that Jesus became human for us. He didn't begin when he began his human life. He entered into the womb of a woman and was born as a baby and grew up for 33 years of human life and never did anything wrong and set an example for us, yes. But his example was set because of who he was. And he was and is and always will be the Son of God. The next thing is that Jesus was and is perfect. He was tempted in all points, such as we are, and yet without sin. This is so important for us to realize because the only way that we can be made righteous is through someone else's righteousness. Remember, Jesus said, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Of course, he wasn't saying that the scribes and Pharisees were righteous because he had a lot of problems and a lot of bones to pick with them. But what he was saying is, no human effort can make you righteous enough 
for heaven. That's an important thing to remember. The third thing that we saw is that Jesus washed his disciples' feet, and as he's washing the disciples' feet, he says, You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. And then he paints this picture. He says, If I, your Master and Lord, wash your feet, so you ought to wash one another's feet. He is leaving us the example of what the perfect Son of God did to serve others. And if the perfect Son of God did that, then we who are imperfect humans should be willing to reach out and extend grace and mercy to others. Then we saw Jesus had the power to take his life up again. He said, I'm laying down my life, but I'm going to rise again on the third day. And he showed the power of resurrection through raising Lazarus from the dead and through raising a couple others from the dead either. We know that he had that power, but he had the power to raise himself up as well, and he did that, and we are grateful to be serving a risen Savior. Then we see that Jesus gave us his righteousness. This is perhaps the most important thing, although I think these are pretty much even in terms of importance. But the fact that he gave us his righteousness is ultimately what allows us to go to heaven. I'm not going to get to the pearly gates someday and say, let me in because I did so much good and I served you. Jesus himself said, many will say, Lord, Lord, when they get to the kingdom of heaven and say, look what I did for you. The reason that we're going to heaven is not because of what we did for God. It's because of what he did for us. So when I get to the pearly gates My only answer for why should I let you into heaven will be because Jesus gave himself for me. Because he gave me his righteousness for my sin and I accepted the offer. My prayer for you is that if you have not yet accepted the offer of his righteousness for your sin, that you will do so today. There is nothing that you can do to be worthy of his salvation. The only thing you can do is to be thankful for it and to serve him because of how grateful you are for what he did for you. Paul said he wants to lay hold of him who laid hold of Paul. That is why my motto for my ministry is speaking for him who spoke for me because when I was a young boy, Jesus reached into my life and said, I want you. I want to use you. I want to do great things in your life. I want to conform you to the image of my son, the Lord Jesus. And slowly but surely, he's chipping away at me and leaving Jesus, and I am so grateful for his patience with me. As the old chorus says, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be, It took him just a week to make the moon and stars, the sun and the earth, and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be. He's still working on me. And I know that all of you listening can echo that with me, that God is still working on us to make us what we ought to be. Well, that's all I have time for today. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode, and that if you did, you will share it with your family and friends. Above all, I hope that you have a great week and that you keep serving the best of masters. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.